Hello and welcome to another perspicacious peek at property with APW's Property Podcast. I guess in audio terms that sentence would be called taking the peas. Uh, but uh, quite the contrary, APW's Property Podcast is a serious attempt to spread the knowledge to as wide an audience as possible. APW advises expats on buying property in the UK, and the more people know before they start their journey, the better. They can choose to work with APW or not, that's up to them, but spreading APW's accrued wisdom is still a good thing to do. In today's episode, we're continuing our series within a series as we look at the simple seven-step process to buying a property. And here we are up to number five. Um, taking us through this short perambulation is uh, Callum Williamson. Hi, Callum. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm very well. And uh, you're sitting next to Ben Lewis again. Uh, hi, Ben. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having us. Okay. Uh, so uh, what were the first four steps, uh, Ben? You can take us through those. Yeah, sure. So as... Uh previously mentioned by Callum, we've got the four steps already. So we've got your define your goals as number one, uh, two, which is very important, which is choose a location, uh, get a mortgage sorted is number three. And then finally, just before we do, uh, can I say it, making an offer is the conveyancing, which is to get your legals sorted. I know you completely spoiled the suspense. Yeah. Oh, sorry, now. Sorry. I was just and, I'm so and, excited. Okay, and pretend you didn't hear that, guys. And step five is cue drum roll, please. Making an offer. So, uh, but surely, isn't it as simple making an offer? Isn't it as simple as saying, uh, I'd like to buy your property for this much money? Yes, but to avoid disappointments, you can help yourself by giving yourself the best possible chance of success. Okay, so how do you do that? Well, step three and four are a big help. So getting your decision in principle, your mortgage and your legal team on board, you know, with a lot of that done, you're showing that you've already put in the groundwork and the hard work to buy a place. So if you can show you've got certainly a decision in principle, then, you know, you'll be taken much more seriously because ultimately if you're telling a property, you want to sell it quickly and that shows that you're keen to, to buy quickly. So yeah, those two things help. Okay, so yeah, most of these properties uh, you're going to be approaching through estate agents, um, and you need to be, you need to get them on your side, and they're going to take you more seriously if you've got a lawyer and a mortgage in place. So, uh, how do you get your agent on side, Ben? Sure. Um, so, in simple steps, Paul, uh, what you, what you would do is you'd contact the estate agent uh, through Rightmove um, or Zoopla, uh, depending on which one you prefer. Obviously, you'd send them the offer, um, and you can do that via phone or email, uh, whatever whatever you want. And they are legally obliged to pass that on to the seller um, as they are acting for the seller. So, yeah, job done. You put your feet up and go home and, and hopefully wait for the positive responses to roll in. Or not, as is often the case. And in reality, it's not that simple. So, no, um, personally, I've I put a, an offer in on a house last week. Uh, someone matched the offer. So what we then had to do is go, well, put our final bids, our final and best bids through. And thankfully, um, I was one, but there are other things which you can do to try and help your case, i.e. send a letter to seller um, explaining why you would love that property. With all of this process, as, as we say, you're working through estate agents. So one of the things that is very, very helpful, and I used to call it estate agent training, really, is that that you want the estate agent who is acting on behalf of the seller, but you want them to be representing you effectively 
to that seller uh, as the buyer. So you have to get them on your side. You've got to prove that you're serious about the process, that you're efficient, that you've got the mortgage in place, that you've got lawyers, you're ready to go. And that's all going to be good stuff, particularly in a competitive market uh, when they're representing you to the seller. Sending a letter to the seller, that's a that's a good thing, uh, maybe. It depends as well because you'll want the estate agent to give you information back the other way about who the seller is, what their circumstance is. Uh, and that's another thing that can help you decide what to offer. Uh, Callum, you've been through the process as well. Uh, how, how do you do it? What's your approach? Yeah, so I think, I think firstly, you know, as you mentioned there, this is an example of buying through an estate agent. So if you were looking on Rightmove or Zoopla, if you're following the process and planning this yourself, this is probably the way you're going to be doing it. You can also walk in to an estate agent and do it, but different types of purchase uh, sometimes require a different approach. So off plan, you don't necessarily have this. Uh, if you're working with a developer or an agency, you don't necessarily have this because they do a lot of it for you. But if you're doing it yourself, then I think it's all about just trying to build a relationship with the uh, with the estate agents. You know, certainly if you've narrowed down your location to you know, a suburb or a part of Nottingham or a part of Birmingham, then, you know, ideally you're going to be one of working with estate agents that specialize in that part of town. So building a relationship with them is good because if this property doesn't work, you can then uh, keep that relationship going with them to buy more. So uh, from my own personal experience, sending in an email with all of your supporting docs, you know, so that's a bank statement showing you've got deposit. It's a decision in principle showing you've got a mortgage and it's a little bit of background on you. You know, I'm buying for an investment. This is what I'm looking for. And here's my supporting docs. You then should, I think, uh, humanize yourself more by backing it up with a call saying, did you get my email? Is it all clear? Yes or no? Because at least then, you know, they've got it and it's all crystal clear. The sorts of things I would put into an email or into a conversation with them is telling them that I've got my decision in principle in place attach it, as I say, show them that I've got the deposit money, attach it, and tell them about my situation, i.e. I'm overseas, uh, I'm not in a chain, and I can move straight away. Now, you've got to stress the fact that you're ready, willing, and able to go, and then they should be then passing that on to the seller for you. So once you've done all of this, you proved yourself to the estate agent, you put your offer in, um, what happens next? What's, uh, what's the next best bit? How can you stack, stack the odds in your favor? So, I mean, it, after emailing in, you know, it would be great if they just said offer accepted, but that's often not the case, especially if you're buying something quality. So stacking the odds in your favor, if it's for an investment, then you take the, the heart out of it. It's a pure head decision, which is something we often say to people. So you should be offering with your head and not getting sucked into buying a property because you think it looks nice, because what you think looks nice may not be what another person thinks is nice. So only offer on properties that fit your criteria, which we, you know, we set those out in the buying stage. Only offer up to your budget. And the more you offer on, the more chance you'll have of success. So find 10 in an area that fit your criteria, offer on all of them. Yeah, so that's, a, I mean, this is, this is the kind of hard nose bit. If you're an investor, it's all down to the numbers and you just want you just want those numbers to be right. The problem is that obviously once you engage in a process of buying, uh, you're emotionally involved in it because of the stress and the research and the excitement and the and the dealing with the estate agents and the you know putting your offer through. And it's very easy to get 
sort of caught up in that process and believe that this is the only property in the world that is for you and you can then overpay if you if the offer is turned down and you suddenly say oh no but I want it uh, I've seen this in auctions and uh in a salvage yard once where uh, there was a butler sink and people started bidding for this butler sink. Uh, it was an old salvage butler sink, but two people were competing against each other and they started paying more than you could buy a new butler sink for. And there were lots and lots of people in the, standing around just shaking their heads saying, well, this is crazy. What, what are they doing? There was nothing particularly exciting about this particular butler sink unless it had gold stapled to the bottom or something. But uh, And that's it. And, and you know, you don't, yeah, I remember hearing a great quote that, um, you know, there's there's no such thing as the perfect property, but every property has the potential to be the, the perfect property, you know. So don't get sucked into, uh, yeah, overextending yourself because there are always properties that fit the criteria. And, you know, just as you buy one, the next best one will come along. So, you know, just get stuck into it and buy one that fits your criteria and you won't go far wrong with that. Yes, because at this stage, you're trying to get it for the best price for you. So uh, what, what, how do you do that with the terms of offering? What offer to make? How do you decide that? Well, I think you, you know, I think you should always personally offer below the asking price. I mean, depending on how far below you go, I think would depend on the state of the market. You know, uh, if you were trying to buy at the end of 2021, when all that sort of race for space stuff was kicking off, you know, you to be fair, anything that wasn't on or over, you would have been laughed out the door. But at the moment, I think you can probably be offering 10, 15 grand below something and see what people come back to you with because it is a, it's a buyer's market at the moment. So uh, it depends, I guess, is the answer. But uh, if, you, if you want a general rule of thumb, I would say always offer below and let them come back to you. Yes, I mean, you... you you let them make the decision for you. You don't. It's not your decision um, as a buyer as to what price they'll accept. Uh, so you know, put the offer in and see what happens is is a kind of good rule of thumb. Yes, and then I would say if you want to not be competing with people and you want to take the competition out of it, then buy something that's off plan. You know, you can reserve. You have a, a choice of units and choice of cities. People are always building new properties. You can reserve for one or two thousand pounds and then you know it's yours and you don't need to be competing and offering and blah 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 so uh, that's something i've done before it's worked well for me um you know and it is a good approach to take certainly if you're overseas yes and as a, a, i know that you're a fan of uh, off plan because um, that's also going to mean new build and it comes with warranties or it comes with better uh, epc ratings and so on so all of those things from an investment point of view are are good uh, ideas and good solid principles to have. Ben, how how did your offer go then? So you say it was accepted. Yeah. What's next for you? So we had the, the memorandum of sale come through yesterday. So it's simply a case that the conveyancing process will now start. Okay. Well, that's it for today. Um, good luck with any other offers you make. Uh, my thanks to Ben Lewis. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thanks to Callum, as ever. Thanks, Paul. Uh, listen out for the other podcasts in this simple seven-step series. Uh, thanks also to Emma Holton, our producer, who makes us all sound good by cutting out our rubbish bits. And uh, until then, goodbye from all of us. Goodbye from me. My name is Paul Shearer. Have a lovely day. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series produced for APW by Emma Holton at Brilliant Audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. 
You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.